Hey everyone, hope you're doing well, keeping yourself busy, healthy, and safe during social distancing. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you're all excited for this fifth episode of Master Wu's podcast. Just a disclaimer, some of the audio in this episode may appear a little quiet, as there was some difficulty recording audio from a video chat, so you're just going to have to turn up your speaker or headphones. Aside from that, today I've had the pleasure of talking to Mr. Henry J. Peters, principal of Henderson Elementary. You may have seen him in the halls, talked to him in the office, seen him at assemblies, playing the guitar, and wondered things like, where did he get that belt? How can my eyes hurt from the reflection of his golden hair? Or how many rings are on his fingers? Well, today, we get to know the person underneath all the funky, colorful shirts. Recording from our home studios, it's an interview with Mr. Peters. Uh, you know, to our fifth episode of Master Wu's podcast. Uh, hope you're doing well today. Yep. Do I need to have a stage name? Yeah. Do you want to come up with one right now? Well, usually it's called Farmer Boy, but no, just <laughs> Mister Mister P. How's that? Mister P will do just fine. So, what was the? So, what, you just told me that you don't remember the name of that track we were just listening to. Did you guys just like come up with random songs and not name it sometimes? It was, it was during this time, <laughs> but I don't remember. I don't even know if it has a name. No, because we did an official CD. Yeah. And it's not on there. And where might one purchase this official CD if I were to try to get one? Uh, from me. <laughs> <laughs> we sold 10 copies at a store if you're old like me. Sam the Record Man. Did that become Sam Goodies after a while? Maybe. Sam the Record Man was out of Toronto. Oh. But I still have some copies. <laughs> um, well, what was the main inspiration of like your band back in the day? Real, real fast. We started our band when I was in grade four. Grade four? So, yeah. So you can see it goes back. Wait, and we did Beatles and we did Creedence Clearwater Revival. When that recording, the the musicians that influenced me the most was probably uh, Genesis with Peter Gabriel, and then later with Prince. But it was all things British. Mm. So how have you been? Like, how's how's social distancing been for you, Gino? Gino asked me to ask you if quarantine has chipped away at your sanity. I'm gonna say not mine because I. I get way more time to be in a school building and do some of the things I couldn't do. I play a lot more guitar and re and record stuff at home. So so not really, but I think part of my family life is to keep the sanity of all my family members which aren't at home together. So yeah, it's it's affected me, but I I think this sounds really weird, but it's allowed us to move into the future faster than we normally could. Yeah, I I definitely agree with that. I mean, you know, I'm at home tinkering with podcasts and, and seeing what are the limits of this medium and what students can do from far away without without direct 
you know, person to person instruction. So, you know, we're definitely pushing into that, into that boundary of the future. Um, but for me, I'm really feeling the toll of all this screen time. I don't know if you are like, I have some go-to activities to kind of get away from it all. Do you have one as well? Yeah, every day I, it's about an hour walk. I walk down to the river district. I buy a few whatever groceries I can fit in my backpack. I've gotten to know all the grocery dudes who stock the shelves. <laughs> and then I do a lap and I and I go home. And there's a lot of stairs in there. So it's kind of it's kind of good. And I listen to really dark, heavy music. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you just have to steer into that skid, you know, like... Everybody's so paranoid about the world ending. You just have to embrace that thought a little bit. Play that worst case scenario in your head. Well, if we're going to talk about that, right? <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, I started reading all these uh, threads on the, en on the end of the world. <laughs> yeah. And, it, and it's funny because we've gone through the year 2000 when computers were supposed to crash. Yeah. And then we went to the end of the Mayan calendar where all these people camped out in Tulum in Mexico, and then they woke up the next day and the world was still here. <laughs> so there's been some big events, but so I'm reading all these things, and there's people jumping to the <gasps> parts of the revelations and stuff like that, and, and I'm going, I think the earth is just recalibrating, you know, because, because of this pandemic, ox the oxygen level is cleaner. Yeah. There's less traffic. So maybe the planet Earth was just saying, was having recess, was just saying, stop for a bit. <laughs> we need to clean some stuff up. Okay, we can keep moving again. In, in the scope of how long the Earth's been around, this is actually a really short recess. So a lot of, there's, there's all these protests about, about people feeling like they're being oppressed from, from not being allowed to go out. But I read somewhere that you're not being oppressed. You're just being inconvenienced for a little while that you can't get a haircut. So yeah. <laughs> just stay home. That's, that's the message. Well, and, and isn't it, it's all about perspective. So my mom and dad both aren't alive, but my mom and dad both lived through the Bolshevik revolution and through cholera and typhoid and some stuff like that. So if they were alive, they'd probably just, they'd probably say, <laughs> just chill, relax. And hold the fort, and we'll be okay. <laughs> yep. So, uh, a lot of students want to know. Actually, they a lot of students want to know about your band playing days, and that's where most of the questions came in. So, like, what did it feel like playing on stage with a band, and how long did one track last for? I, I'm just, I'm, you know, I'm gonna remember the things I remember the most was we were not ready to do this, but we warmed up for Loverboy when they did their The Kid Is Hot tour. We had never played other than Battle of the Bands and stuff like that. I still remember the first night when you you get ushered on the stage by the dudes with the flashlights and they show you where you're supposed to stand and you look out there and I remember the number because they said it was 14,000 people with lighters. You were allowed to have lighters then. They didn't have cell <laughs> And I just remember it, that feeling was like I'll never forget it. And we played every song way too fast because we had way too much energy. But I remember that really clearly. 14,000 people. That's... Yeah, it, was, it was in Kamloops. <laughs> <laughs> that, 
that must just be like a crazy adrenaline rush in that moment. Yep. That's probably why you all played fast. Yep. So what happened to the band? Like, how, why did it end? Well, I should just tell you how the band started. Because we're, we're all a bunch of little dweebs and we all went to the same church. And we just started playing together. Well, you know, I want guitar lessons. I want to get drummer. <laughs> and so three of us in one track knew each other still from then. ended was I remember hearing can I throw a name out there Kim Mitchell he was in a band called Max Webster and I remember he said I don't want to be old and working in Kentucky Fried Chicken <laughs> I remember saying that so I said there's a point at which you have to go is this band going somewhere will I be able to provide for myself and my family or is, mm. or is this a part of my life and now it's done and I remember saying, you know, if we can't, if we can't go further with this, then I'm done. So there was a point where I kind of went, yeah, it's not going anywhere. It's probably the same journey for a lot of artists where they have to have that introspection and say, well, how, long, how much longer can I, can I yep. live this kind of life? Yeah. But I'm also thankful to a lot of people who did it because it was their passion for their whole lives. I mean, that's why we have famous artworks and famous sculptures and famous architectures because people lived and breathed it and probably were poor. <laughs> well, actually, you know, I, being thankful for, for, for that experience, I was watching the CBC interview and I don't know if you remember you, yourself saying this, but you said a line that really struck me. Um, you said, yes. I think also our, our audiences are less inhibited because they see, well, we're getting away with just about anything, yeah. so they can do whatever they want. We really Because you guys are wearing bright green hair, leopard print headbands. So if you guys are wearing that, then your audience feels less inhibited. When I hear you say that as a young Henry Peters, and I think about the way you are as a principal now, I'm like, well, he's kind of the same. He has the same thought. You know, because the way you, the way you like wear the Superman, wear the Superman belts and the colorful shoes, you make yourself um, the presence of someone who's taking risks. And then the rest of us in the school around you or in your life in general feel uninhibited. Would you say that that's kind of carried over from your band playing days? Now that you mention it, I, I think so. And I mean, Though it's probably more premeditated now. Also, in some ways, I'm, I do it more, I don't want to say carelessly, but yeah, I think it's it's important to do that, and I, I think it's important that you do that for your reasons. And I think it's important for your students to do that because of how you model. So it's, it's kind of you chuck the pebble into the... <laughs> and you watch the ripples go. Mm. Uh, now's a good time for Ava's, Ava's question. Hello, this is Ava, and my question for Mr. Peters is, um, where did you get those really cool mustard yellow boots? The Dog Martins. So when you go to Victoria, and you go to Chinatown in Victoria, and there's that one really narrow alley, and I forget what it's called. It's between a bunch of stores, and it's really skinny. And there's a store in there. And there's an elderly Asian grandma who runs the store, and she <laughs> recognizes me all the time. And she has funky Doc Martens in there, and she and I always feel compelled to buy from her. 
<laughs> so you go all the way to Victoria into an alley to buy funky Dark Martens. That's the story for three pairs of them. <laughs> oh, wow. So, oh, I, we all can see that. Uh, so, I mean, before you were a principal, of course, you know, like all principals, you were a teacher. So, um, you know, the students that, that listen into this, they pretty much only know you as, as principal Mr. Peters. But, you know, what was your teaching life like? Like what, what grades and classes did you mostly teach? My, my first teaching job ever was French immersion grade seven. Ooh. And I don't speak any French. <laughs> and, and that was fascinating. And it was on the west side of Vancouver. Uh, the grade I taught the most often was grade three. Um, and I loved teaching grade three, four, because I always said they were like the teenagers of the babies. So, uh, <laughs> so teenagers before teenage, being actually a teenager. Yeah. And you know what? I think I'm, a, I think I'm the same kind of principal as I was a teacher because I like doing, so like if you were my students and you went like, how come this does this? I would go, okay, let's find out. I ran into a person who I taught in grade three and she works at Starbucks. And I asked her, what was class like? Was it crazy? And she said, crazy, but good. <laughs> so I think that's what you are who you are. I think that's what all teachers would like to hear when they get that feedback from their students. You know, yeah. crazy, but good is, is something we can all strive for. <laughs> so, speaking of crazy, what was the craziest project that you did as a teacher? Making frog legs jump using a 9-volt battery. <laughs> like actual frog legs? Well, teaching grade 3, I had a, a friend who ran the biology department at Langara, and so he sent me a whole bunch of not-alive frogs. You know, it's like for science experiments. And I want to show the students that the body's nervous system is basically an electrical system. So we could make the legs move using voltage from a battery. <laughs> was there a seared meat smell from the voltage into the frog legs? <laughs> they taste like chicken. <laughs> my, my principal walked in and I remember what he said and he went like, Mr. Peters, this is grade three. I was like in shock. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I gotta get some nine volt batteries then. <laughs> uh, Sukraj also wrote in and asked, uh, "How long have you been a principal now?" And a second part to this question from Jushin was, "What do you like about the profession?" It's a two part question. I love this profession. Um, the one thing, I, being in a band, teaching grade three, same thing, same kind of crowd. I just like doing something that is with people because it's dynamic and changing, it's unpredictable, and you have an impact on someone, though you don't know who it is, you know, how it impacts them. So Sukaraj, maybe 50 years from now, you'll go like, I remember when. So. The whole thing about this profession is you are impacting people.
people's lives with things that matter to you. Uh, how long have I been a principal? Plus five, plus five, plus three, plus two. I don't know. A long time. What is that? Over 15 in my quick estimation. Yeah, like close to 20 years. Wow. Is there anything you dislike about the job? That's what some kids ask too. Uh, you know, sometimes, you know the stuff you have to do. Like you have to check your email and you have to check this. And so sometimes the stuff I... I guess sometimes detail stuff I don't like when you have to do this little thing and this little thing and check this thing. It's probably like you with checking attendance. You know, it's not really what you want to do, but there's little things you have to do. Mm. The the kitty litter, you know. Right, you like playing with the cat, but the litter is just something you yeah. got to do. I I get it. Yeah, I know. I that's these are the exact same things I love about the profession. There's you know the day starts nine o'clock hits and you blink twice and it's three. And you're just in a whirlwind of interactions with, with students, and you know you you could have impacted them for the rest of their lives, hopefully. Uh, all right, I know we got to wrap up soon, so I've got a quick quick fire rapid game for you. Okay. So it's twenty questions. First thing that comes to your head. Some of these questions I came up with. Some of them are from students, and then some of them are from the internet. Okay. Is it like Ellen? If I miss one, I go shooting off the wall. <laughs> there may be something dropping in from your ceiling. Yeah, okay. All right. Okay, quick fire. Here we go. What's the favorite thing in your closet right now? Shoes. Best advice you've ever received or given? Uh, always be yourself unless you can be Legatha, then be Legatha. <laughs> Do you have any pets? Yes, a honking 30-pound Maine Coon. Jade asks... What's your favorite movie ever? Uh, Escape from New York. Describe yourself. Apocalypse now. Oh, Apocalypse Now. Uh, describe yourself as a teenager in three words. Uh, not even noticed enough to be a nerd. It's more than three, but it works for me. What's in your pocket right now? Cell phone and hanky. <laughs> favorite, <laughs> favorite color. Dark chocolate or milk chocolate? Uh, milk. Abby wants to know, how many pairs of Doc Martens do you own? I narrowed it down to five. <laughs> if you weren't a principal or teacher, what would you be doing? Playing guitar uh, on a beach in Mexico. Hola. If I checked your most recent Spotify song played, what would it be? Uh, leprous. Slave. <laughs> Except that's an inappropriate word, but hey. If your house was on fire, what are two things you would run back in to get? Not human. Yeah. Uh, 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 my family and my cat. Oh, uh, non-humans. Oh, my guitar. Uh, chips or ice cream for the rest of your life? Pick one. Chips. iPhone or Android? Android. Easy one. I just converted two. If you had a spirit animal, what would it be? A crow. Crow. Raven. Raven. Thought you were a wolf. I know, but uh, but as you can tell by my uh, office, Raven's a big. Deal. <laughs> uh, do you have a favorite TV show? <laughs> uh, other than Tiger King. <laughs> Dorji wants to know Marvel or DC. Say that again, Marvel. Marvel 
Marvel or DC? The comics. Super. Neither. Neither. Okay. If you had one superpower, what would it be? Invisibility. And boom, that's it. That's rapid fire. Okay. <laughs> All right, Mr. Peters, I know you're a busy human being. You've got a whole school to run from a distance. So before we go, any last words to our podcast student listeners? Man, if it, from all your questions, be true to yourself, I would have to say. Be who you are, but be careful. Okay. And thanks, Mr. Peters, for joining us. Have a safe and healthy day. Same to you. So that's a wrap for today. I'd like to thank Mr. Peters once again for joining us on this episode. It was fun learning about his music playing days, his life during this quarantine, and as a principal and teacher. I'd also like to thank the students from Division 1 for all of their submitted questions. And that's it for now. So keep yourself safe, at a distance everyone, wash your hands, and let's stay strong through the next few weeks. Until next time, thanks for tuning in to Master Wu's podcast. This is Juan Track. They came together six months ago in Vancouver, and they've been touring ever since. They spend a lot of time composing and rehearsing their own music.